And welcome to another week of Tender Friends, the only podcast about chicken tenders and chicken nuggets. I'm Michael Walker. Sounds like it was a tape sped up. Like a thing, yeah. Like you're a, like, I'm going to try something, and then you backed out pretty quickly. No, I'm Eric I, Wilson. We have a lot to get into this week, um, and it's it's a movie edition. We haven't been to the theater in a while. What, the last one we saw was uh, Midsummer. League of Mike Their and Own? Mary Jane. Uh, was, was that, that after the... I think that was after League of Their Own. I think League of Their Own was first of the month, and then we ended and with we that. we ended with, okay. Yeah, because wow. it's outdoor eating month. But we, we said after indoor. we said after that we would never go to another movie again. Um, I don't remember saying that, but here we are, hey. uh, back for another theater chain review. I made a list this week of things I wanted to talk about because there's actually some stuff from recent episodes that I wrote down that I oh, forgot we, we didn't talk about. So sure. I have some things. I have a long list up at the top. Up at the top. So yeah. So I am fully ready to comment on things I was not here for. (laughs) (laughs) So first, uh, let's introduce that voice Um, because we went to the movies this week and we went to a national theater chain and we saw a very obscure. I would say obscure movie. Would you agree? I would say, like, in terms people of... People in Topeka, Kansas the, aren't seeing this movie, Well, right? people in Topeka, Kansas are uh, famously Luddites. Yeah. Um, no, of course. Of course. I love Way the to people in Topeka, Kansas. Kansas um, listeners. Uh, you guys have a strong Kansas contingent? We do. Most of them. Yeah. Yeah. You Most do? Of our Actually, specifically, specifically yeah. for Topeka. Yeah. Um, They're so upset right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's joining, an indie movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely indie. Uh, joining us this week from the Screen Drafts podcast... Uh, a movie, uh, a po- movie-based podcast where they draft movies and you know categories, and we'll talk about that uh, later on in the show. Clay Keller is here. Hey, Clay. Oh, hey. oh my goodness! Thank Applause. you for coming. Catch you off guard. The people of Topeka. Are <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they—they're they <laughs> actually are coming applauding. to get you. They—they yeah. for, <laughs> they forgive pretty quickly. Um, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, we're excited to discuss this movie chain, uh, the tenders, the movie. Uh, but there's a lot of things going on today. Uh, specifically, it's Super Bowl Sunday yeah. that we're recording this. Oh, is it happening right now? It's happening today, right yeah. now. Okay. Are you a big football fan? Uh, I am. When I, so I'm from uh, Minnesota, and people from Minnesota are famously uh, extremely uh, proud uh-huh. of, of that state and and love to uh, uh, participate in things, all things Minnesota as often as possible. So I follow all the Minnesota sports, and then uh, invariably, uh, be it the Timberwolves or the Twins or the uh, the Lynx are actually very good, or the, the the Wild or the Vikings. They always get uh, into like the first round of the playoffs and then uh-huh. get swiftly eliminated, and that's a, the exact point when I stop paying attention to any given gotcha. sport. So uh, I was I was very invested in the so you NFL might say playoffs. You're a fair weather sports fan. I'm yes I'm yes I'm a dedicated when it Minnesota teams yeah. fan yeah. in terms of gotcha. sports. Do you like hot? Do you, have you this hot dish from Minnesota? Isn't it? Uh, I'm not going to say with authority that hot dish is from Minnesota, oh. but it is definitely a Minnesota. Do you mainstay. like that more than sports? A hot dish? Yeah. Um, more than sports. Sports in general. Maybe because some sports that I like less sort of sure. water down the entire concept yeah, of sports. Yeah, 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 like yeah. if you include like soccer or whatever, then the sp- sports drops. If you take out something like, you know, soccer, I'm not really a big hockey guy either. Sure, sure. Surprisingly. Yeah. Then it goes up. But if we're just talking like football, basketball, I'd say that's above hot dish. Okay. But you like hot dish, just all of them. I'll eat a hot dish. No, I don't. So yeah. I'll eat a hot dish. So it's a Minnesota thing. It's a casserole. Are you pretty okay. familiar with the term? 
term casserole. Sure. That's what a hot dish is. Okay. Oh, that's all it is? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a specific thing. No. Oh, man, this is the worst <laughs> day of my life. I thought that there was, I thought it was a specific ingredient wow. type thing. Like, a lot uh, of hot dish talk over there for someone who had no idea what I thought it was like about. I thought it was like Scrapple, like how it's like a regional, like, mm. wow, that's a whack thing. So I thought a hot dish was is like anything a, cooked in the casserole yeah, pan. Yeah, in a casserole pan, yeah. You've usually got like a cream of mushroom soup. Yeah. And there's prob- probably some uh, tater tots or something. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a, th- uh, people from the Midwest call casserole hot dish sometimes. Okay. Yeah, that's all I, I know I, about. Because I've heard like the, term hot dish when referencing like a ceramic you know oh uh, oh sure cooking yeah i think this is separate pan it's it's like a yeah i don't know it's just something from the that's the only thing i know about minnesota is that wow. people call it hot dish well to be honest <laughs> it didn't sound like you knew much about it uh, at all so oh, i um, know it exists but right now the super bowl is playing like yes. i said it's the fourth quarter there's 12 minutes left it's okay. 20 to 10 san fran's leading kansas city mm. So it's possible that by the time we finish this episode, the Super Bowl will have ended and we'll know who won. But you would have already known because this is going to come out in 12 hours. So People um, wait for us to report on it's it. It's true. They yeah, don't yeah, watch yeah. it anymore. So we don't watch the Super Bowl. We wait for tender friends to tell us about <laughs> what the Super happened? Bowl. Actually, San Francisco looks like they just scored. Who is winning? San Francisco? It's now 26 to 10. Oh. Did they hey, just good score? For them. Or was that just a replay? Or was that so, Kansas City? So oh, hi- hypothetical. No. San Francisco intercepted it. So it's still 2010. Go ahead, Clay. I was we got Trey Aikman over here with the play by Yeah, just, <laughs> just a little, yeah, we get into it. That's um, I'm surprised. He was supposed to be calling the, the Super Bowl today. Oh, but he was, well, was like, no. there was a conflict. Him, so like, Draft yeah. house. Uh, had I uh, not been a. Uh, movie guy and more of a sports guy. Yeah. Is it possible you guys would have brought me to Miami to try the chicken tenders? <laughs> yeah. At the stadium. Yeah. That's where we would be right now. Yeah. We or had at, tickets at the Super Bowl. We had tickets, and he was like, "Do you think Clay likes sports?" And I was like, "I don't know, man." Yeah. And he was er- like, "Let's er- just do, <laughs> let's just do Alamo." You I had the like, tickets. Yeah. yeah. Er- Eric sent me a DM. And was like, "Hey, do you like football?" And I was like, "No, why?" And he was like, "I ah, don't worry about uh, it. Forget yeah, it. Right. Forget yeah, it. Ask. I'm sorry. I didn't mean." Shut up. I'm stupid. We're going to go see a Nicolas Cage movie <laughs> instead. Um, okay. And also, more in line with today's topic, also happening right now, are the BAFTAs. Oh. Well, that, uh, right now, isn't that in England? Yes. So they already happen. Uh, no. Unless it's like BAFTAs they're, after they're ending, dark. They're ending now. Isn't it late as fuck in England? It's like midnight. Oh. It's maybe one. Oh, okay, that's not. I thought it was much later than that. I think I think there's seven hours ahead oh. of L.A. Okay, I thought it was more than that. Right? I don't know. Anyone want to confirm that? I can. I can look it up. I b- I believe Eric. You believe me? Okay, I thought good. that the U.K. was six hours from New York, so wouldn't that be nine from here? No, I think it's four hours from New York. Time in England. I'm gonna say it's one fifteen. Wrong. Two sixteen. Whoa. I, I, I would venture to guess that even if it were only one fifteen, the Baftas are probably over. The Baftas know how to party. <laughs> now they're they're a one. It is I mean the Baftas yeah. are film and television. That's so true. I just wanna, you know, get your opinion. Okay. Uh you know, you have a lot of hot takes on screen drafts. Sure. Uh award season. I'm an award season guy. I love awards, even though I know a lot of them are rigged and a lot of them, you know, don't represent the best of film and actuality and all that kind of stuff. I like a good award show, you know? Mm. He likes pageantry. I'm a sucker yeah. for a monologue and a red carpet. Sure. sure you know? Sure, sure, sure. Give me Same some here. give me some Cristiano's what is it? Who is it? Christian Christian Siriano. That's a guy. It sounds that's like a soccer a player. Yeah, yeah, that's a person. He plays soccer, but he also makes is he dresses a designer? for Lizzo. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um 
So let's see what, what kind of... Uh, who, who do you think won Best Cinematography? At the British Academy the, of Film and Television At the Awards? BAFTAs, yes. Uh, I, I Wait, who, who is the cinematographer for Color of Space? Color of Space? I, don't, I didn't catch the credits on that. Yeah, probably no. him. him. Probably oh, him. Yeah. I mean, no. uh, I, I think uh, the conventional wisdom is that Deacons is kind of walking away with it this year. He right? sure is. Yep. Deacons looks like... A, doesn't he look like an old actor? Doesn't he look like a, a Christopher Plummer's like buddy comedy guy from the from yeah, the sixties seventies? Yeah, he does. 60s, he, 70s? he he has a he has a uh, certainly he's a he's a handsome gentleman. Yeah, uh, and he's got this like great like wavy yeah. white hair, and he carries himself kind of like a I've, calm I've, and cool. Yeah, I've met him in person, and he's he's not gregarious, but he he has kind of a Mick Jagger yeah. thing about him. <laughs> it's just kind of wrinkly. And, and, yeah. He's just but he's just kind of you can tell that he knows that you think he's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. wow. And he carries himself like that. That's just a right. just a look at that guy kind of yeah. guy. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I know. What about director? Uh, so I'm guessing Sam Mendes. Yeah, yeah. Really, 1917 is gonna Joker one casting. <laughs> okay, uh, which cool. <laughs> you can end it right there. That's all I cared about. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Walking Phoenix seems to be. Uh... He won for actor. Yes, yeah, sure. Jacqueline Duran won for Little Women for costumes. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Film not in the English language. Okay. Parasite. Oh, of course. Um, let's see. Production design, 1917. Uh, sound, Production 1917. Okay. Joker won score. Hilder. Uh, what's her name? Hilder. You, I mean, are you not looking at it? I yeah. don't. <laughs> I can't pronounce okay. that last name. Hilder from uh, the won the Joker score. She also won the Golden Globe. She's right. a favorite for the Oscar. Yep. You know. Um, let's see. Uh, Renee won Best Actress. Sure. Sure. And has uh, anyone seen that picture? Did you? I did. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. I thought it was just good. Okay. She was great. Sure. I could. I. I that's an Oscar worthy performance. I think uh, on her part. I think the story is kind of all over the place. Uh, and then uh, there's like a like you don't need her whole part with like her love interest, the Finn mm. Whitrock character. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could do without him in most things. That's interesting. I heard that about the Joker too. That he's I, great. Th- I but think it was yeah. just like exactly. It's it's the it's <laughs> the it's the, it's the ma- female Joker. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Judy Garland is the female Joker. It's the female Joker. <laughs> <laughs> we knew this the entire time. Uh, that yeah, that's that's the comparison. Uh, Bombshell won hair and makeup. Uh, Margot Robbie won supporting. For Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, well, that's fun. That's interesting. Um, Klaus won Best Animated Film. Let's see. 1917 won Best British Film. Uh, original Screenplay went to Parasite. You guys can this chime is in fun. with any comments. I haven't, this is all, yeah, I this haven't is watched all, any uh, of these <laughs> movies. I don't know. Uh, 1917, I thought, was... Uh, an impressive uh, feat of filmmaking, mm-hmm. I, I guess. I did not find it that uh, involving. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Parasite, I mean, I'm all, I am 100% on board with any award anybody wants to give Parasite. Yeah. It was a f- spectacular all-time, all-time. So you think that was the classic. best movie of the year? Uh, probably. I would. I mean, yes. I would say that's probably the best movie of the year. But I really do think Parasite was one of those movies where you, you kind of everybody's like, this was the greatest, one of the greatest movies ever, and you're like. Oh, okay. Like, I'm... All right. We'll yeah. see. And you go in, and it's like Casablanca or The Godfather or something. You're like, oh, yeah, okay. So that is just one of the best, <laughs> that's just one yeah, of the best okay. movies ever. Yeah. All right. I guess... Uh, cool. Like, it's... <laughs> you you know, you're suspicious of it because it's so uh, infrequent that a, a, a new 
kind of just so you're all not, time so you're saying not even just along. like the year it's the whole you it's know. one of no it's it's that that and once upon a time are the movies from this year that we'll still watch and talk about and whatever 10 years from now interesting uh i those are those are the those are the classics from this year i don't okay. even know what parasite's about me That's neither good. i don't want to know yeah. I know, I know, I know. That's good. I'm excited I, I to see it. I intentionally avoid it looking up anything about the movie because I know there's like, I know it's not, a, a, you know, it's a unique story. I feel like I've heard. Well, it's, it's, yeah, it's, uh, uh, gosh, I mean, if you, if you truly don't know anything about it, that's, that's the best. It's way all to in Korean. In. Yeah. It, I don't it, even know if it's all, like, it's, it's all Korean in Korean, film. right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it's not, okay. It's a Korean film set, set in Seoul. Uh, and it is, I don't know if you're familiar with the Bong Joon Ho. Yeah. The, the I saw Snowpiercer. Yeah. Snowpiercer and, uh, Okja. I didn't see uh, that, but I wanted he to. He did uh, a movie called, oh, did he do Thirst? No, Chan Park Wook. Thirst, but he did a movie called um, Memories of Murder. Uh, that's a spectacular um, kind of decade-spanning serial killer movie. But Bong Joon Ho's whole thing—he did um, uh, a movie called The Host. It was a really popular I've monster that, movie yeah. from like 10, 15 years ago. His whole thing is uh, is playing with um, a lot of mixtures of tones mm-hmm. and kind of putting the uh, more traditional like family drama dynamic up against kind of really heightened crazy absurd shit so his movies always hit a like a lot of peaks and then also like a lot of uh kind of emotional um not valleys but other you know uh, it has a lot of speeds a lot of different yeah. speeds yeah, in a yeah, yeah, yeah. movie so that's uh that's certainly something that parasite does and does it so well that's something that's really hard to pull off where if you don't do it you know, if you do it and, and the mixture kind of favors one or the other and it isn't it, it doesn't kind of kind of keep on that razor thin line, you'll get people who are really enthusiastic about it, but then most of people will kind of be like, ooh, there's something weird about that that I didn't really I, I couldn't yeah. get on the mm-hmm. same page with, which maybe, you know, uh is is what we'll be talking about with today's movie. Um but <laughs> if you are able to do horror, thriller, comedy, uh love all of that shit all at the same time and mm-hmm. really have that mixture just perfect, you know, not unlike the the spices in a perfect uh, chicken tender. Mm. Sure, um, sure, sure. Then everyone is gonna even if it even if the cre- even if the 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 violent shit gets really weird, mm-hmm. if it's blended perfectly, like I think even like moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas will be totally on board with it. So I think yeah, Parasite Par- Par- is one of those magic movies that is weird enough and bold enough to get like hardcore movie people and young people excited and just undeniably well made enough mm-hmm. that it's kind of br- broad in a sense, if that's possible. So you think it's going to take home uh, a lot of the Oscars this year? I think it's going to win a bunch. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, I, I'm, I, I, uh, the smart money is on 1917 taking a bunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that and Parasite. Parasite will undoubtedly win best foreign feature. Mm-hmm. Before we get into, uh, the movie we saw today and the tenders mm. we had today, I have to make two retractions. Oh, shit. We discussed this. Yeah. Okay. First of all, Sonic. Yeah. I think we missed two points. Yeah, sure. Now, we, we rarely ever go back and like add or take away points. I don't think we've ever actually done this. We've added points. But I think we need to add two points to Sonic, one for their staff because mm-hmm. they're fucking delivering food and roller skates. I feel like we did, but for some reason, like, because we talked about her coming out in roller skates. I don't um, know why we wouldn't have given them a staff point. That's like the only point I would have had to give. Interesting. Is the fact that they were on roller skates, so let's give them a point. That's the only thing. Okay, so, but the other one is like the ambiance and the place. and the So uh, we need to give them another point then. 
I also feel like we gave him a point for that. <laughs> Why though. did I think? I don't so, understand why ha, you don't. I don't think we did either. Well, of how those. could we not have given them either? That's of what those I'm saying. Point. That's why I'm like, we need to go back and do that because we didn't. We gotta. We'll follow up next week because we gotta check. I gotta listen to the episode because I really think we gave them those points. Because then, what did they get six points on? The food was terrible and the drinks were good. Uh they got drinks. They got. S- they didn't get sauce. They got like nothing. Yeah, menu. I don't know. We gotta right, check. We'll have to go back we and look. Check. I I could have swore we didn't give those them two points. And the other one, we gotta take away a point from Papa John's. For being racist. <laughs> just want to take one away from him? Yeah. Is Papa John still racist, though? Well, you know, once you are a racist. Right. Yeah, yeah, but doesn't, yeah. doesn't like, Shaq own most of the franchises of he's Papa John's now? He's he, got a he's, few. He's on the board, I think. Um, but uh, I think, you know, we we got to take their history into consideration. Sure. Any sort of, uh, you know, issues that they've had in the past, and if they're big enough. Like, so you're, like well, the Tyson shitting on the line thing. What did they have? What did they have? I think they had six. So now you think they should have five? I think they, yeah, I think five makes sense. Great. <laughs> I don't fucking care. Okay. <laughs> Just take well, take another one away from okay. them. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give Sonic two points. And take away one. Well, we should check. Well, I think I'm just going to do it. All right. I'm going to give Carl's Jr. three points. What? That's no. Oh, I feel like it. No, but that's not how that works. No, but I'm it sounds saying, like I should just. No, give because you need. What, what's, your, what's your reasoning? Well, I like them. That's not what and I'm I saying. And I feel though. like we didn't give I'm him a point for being. I I'm just feel like we didn't give him a point for being salty. And I think they're they're delicately we, we never salty. Give salty points. I feel like I want to do it. So I think we should give Carl's Jr. a point. All right. I see what you're doing here. Um. Yeah, two points for Sonic. We'll okay. Away from Papa John's. All right, let's move on to the next uh, topic here. I think uh, we're going to move on to the movie we saw. So we went to Whoa. Alamo Draft House in L.A., right? Yeah. Uh, you guys have been before? I've never been. I've been to the row. Okay. That's no, this is not at the row. The block. Not the same thing. The block. All right. I've been there, but the I've not been. The block down there in downtown? The BLOC. Yeah. Um, I have not been to the block or mm. to the Alamo Draft House downtown. I've been to the one in San Francisco before. Okay. Um. Similar experience, yeah. but uh, yeah, no, not uh, first time to the one in downtown Los Angeles. I think it's a, not a stretch to assume that it started in Texas, right? That That is accurate. Okay. Yes, Austin Cause is Alamo. where the draft house, yes. Uh, even though the Alamo is in San Antonio. Well, maybe it did start in San Antonio. I don't know. I, I know, know that that there's several of them in Austin, and kind of I think that is where like corporate headquarters is, and that's sure. where the whole Alamo sort of community that's where fantastic fest happens yeah. and all that. So I think it's certainly that the, the, the epicenter of all things draft house is, is Austin. So uh, just, we can run quickly through some of their locations. They have Austin, they have Dallas, they have Denver, El Paso, Houston, Kansas city, hmm. uh, Los Angeles, uh, New York, Northern Virginia, Orlando, Phoenix, Raleigh, San Antonio, San Francisco, St. Louis, the twin cities, and Yonkers. They opened one in the Twin Cities? God, they have been expanding there's, very quickly. I mean, there's probably like 3, 6, 9, 12, 15, 18, 21, 20. Not in Chicago? Uh, no. Huh. There's probably almost 30 locations on wow. this list. Um, That's got to be recent, right? Within the last like 10 years. It, yeah, it's easily within the last 10 years. Yeah, I, I know when I went, last time I was in Austin was like seven years ago. And at that point, I think there was only the ones... In Austin, and then like San Francisco and DC, maybe. So I think they've, yeah, they've uh, been expanding. They were founded in 1997, mm-hmm. 23 years ago, in Austin, Texas. Um, and uh, let's see, 41 locations. Um, the history: the Alamo Draft House Cinema was founded by Rice University alumni Tim and Carrie League 
uh, in Austin, Texas. Uh, they built it in a building that used to be a parking garage. The company began a second-run movie theater and distinguished itself by the food and drink service offered inside the theater, including cold beers. The seating is, is arranged with rows of cabaret-style tables in front of each row of seats with an aisle between each row to accommodate waiter service. Customers write their orders on slips of paper, that, which are picked up by the black-clad waiters. That's Yeah, that's what happened. That's what happened, yeah. That's exactly, exactly what happened. Yeah, so you go in there, you sit down, you, you read the menu at your little cabaret-style table, as they call it. You write it on a slip of paper, you pass it secretly to a waiter. It's not a secret. It's a secret. You have me. it sticking no, up. Yeah, I hate to break this to you, Eric. I definitely noticed when you handed your yeah. sheet, your, your paper to I the saw waiter. Him. I was trying to like slip it to him in his pocket, but he kept slapping my hand. Away. Yeah, that like self-satisfied <laughs> grin you had seemed. I didn't understand what the origin of that was. I did hear you get told. The guy was like, "Next time, hand it." That's true. You, oh yeah, you, he you, say, I told you. You did it bad, and the server got angry. I know. I was like, "Hey, can I get a refill?" And he was like, "Write it down." <laughs> like, oh, man, I, don't know. I mean, I guess the main reason for that is so that they can, you know, eliminate chatter. Yeah, no talking. Right. They don't want you to talk. Because if you, you lean over and you say, can I get a Coke, the person behind you is like, I'm going to do that too. Yeah. They're like, no talking. And then everyone's yeah. yelling Everyone about Coke talking. in the yeah, theater. Yeah. No talking in the theater. Um, yeah, so that's basically what happened. So it's it's a 23-year-old food to your table waiter stuff. Well, they're known, they're known for taking the texting thing seriously. That's like, I feel like, what put them on the map. Um, yeah, kicking I mean, people out. That, that was a big threat at the beginning. That's like they're known. Like I remember, I know about Alamo Drafthouse because, like, whatever, ten years ago on Reddit, somebody was like, "There's yeah. a theater in Texas that'll kick you out if you take your cell phone out. Straight up, they'll just straight up kick they you will, out, and then they'll kill you. Like for real though. Like they're like real serious. Meanwhile, I'm under the cabaret table. I know you're photo shoot. I know. I saw you take your phone tenders. out, and I was like, "Damn, they're gonna kick this fool out." Because they they're very serious about that shit. Honestly, I wish they did. After after seeing the movie, I'm like, "Yeah, I could have got kicked out." Yeah, <laughs> that would have been fine. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, let's talk about that movie. So we went to see The Color Out of Space. The color. I think, yeah, I think it's I dr- just dr- drop drop the article. Yeah, just just color, color out, space. out of space. That's what I said. No, you said the color out of space. No, the. Color out of space. Okay. Wildly different. All right, anyway. Do you like um, the movie better now that you know the correct title? That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the was really dragging it down <laughs> for me. Well, because I was trying to figure out what, you know, it. What's <laughs> what, the? What does color? the the represent? But if we're just saying color, yeah. Um, so this movie stars Nicolas Cage at his weirdest. And um, I wouldn't call this at his weirdest. No, certainly not. Well, I mean, it's weird. Oh, it's right? sure. No? sure, sure, sure. It's like who someone wrote the movie and then was like Nicolas Cage, right? Another person. No, was so like, yeah. it's like someone yeah. was like Nicolas Cage, right? I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, write right. this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so let's 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 break down the movie, I guess. Clay, you're the expert. You're the cinephile here. Let's uh, let's see if you can, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, summarize yeah, yeah, the yeah. movie. Let's here. see. Okay, so this is a movie called Color Out of Space. Uh, it's directed by Richard Stanley who is kind of an interesting uh, figure in that he has this whole like cult following, even though he's only made a couple of movies. Uh, he's probably most famous. He, he made a movie called Hardware in 1990. That's kind of like a, a trash sci-fi punk thriller thing. Um, and then off of that, he got hired to make uh, The Island of Dr. Moreau, the one with uh, 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 Marlon Brando and David Thewlis and, and Val Kilmer. And he very famously kind of now what he's best known for is he was fired from the movie a couple weeks what in. What is that screaming? Oh, oh well, it's the Super Bowl. Shouting Super Bowl is oh. happening right now. Oh, it's sure. shouting about the football. About the football. <laughs> <laughs> shouting about the football. Hey, keep it down out there about the football. Uh, 
there's a, a great documentary called uh no it's not called Island yeah Island of Lost Souls or just Lost oh, Souls I heard about this yes yeah, so it's a it's a documentary about the the uh, uh, troubled filming of uh, the Island of Dr Moreau uh, and how Richard Stanley got fired and then he disappeared and they couldn't find him and it turned out he was like living on uh, the is it I think they shot in Australia and he like got a place that was like a few miles away from the set and then he would sneak onto set while they were shooting and he got in he's an extra in the movie unbeknownst <laughs> yeah. to the person who ended up directing it he would just um, watch from afar he would just watch from afar uh so he he kind of oh, everybody always thought that he sort of got a uh, rough deal and didn't get his shot his true shot in in hollywood and now some you know what's well, been 20 years since i dr moreau but about seven or eight years since that documentary kind of reignited interest in his in his career and uh he made this movie based off of a hp lovecraft book and got Nicolas Cage, and I just remember everybody, like, I, I like Nicolas Cage a lot, I'm not one of the Nicolas Cage uh, fanatics, uh, and the same thing with H.P. Lovecraft, I, 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 I'm not an expert on his work by, by any means, I enjoy his influence uh, when it is pointed out to me, um, but people who are excited about Lovecraft, and people who are excited about Nicolas Cage, and people who are excited about Richard Stanley lost their collective shit when this movie got announced. It's a ve- that's a very specific threesome of uh, interests. Yes, it's very specific, but I think that the center of that Venn diagram is uh, pretty significant. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, that's what I know about it. Uh, the, the I guess the basic plot is that Nicolas Cage and his wife, Jolie Richardson, are living out in the country with their three children, and one night... A meteor crashes into their front yard, and uh, just weird shit starts happening. Okay, so let's start with um, what I think is the most random thing of all. Sure. (laughs) Why does the water inspector have so much clout in that neighborhood? Yeah, they never really explained, like... I mean, he is, like, going on hunts with the sheriff. Yeah. He is texting the mayor. He is, like, has his tent. And like knows everybody and is just walking on people's property. Like, what do you? Literally, all it would have taken was for them to be like, the town's got bad water. Water. I'm, well, I think here. they did that a few times. I mean, but not enough that I like it warranted well, yeah, this random said... man to be like, hold on though, and showing a badge. Like, well, he d- he didn't even have a badge. I know that's what I he mean. Like, you just be like, like, no, I'm going Irish go. Spring Water on it. Or something. I'm gonna go check out the water, and everyone's like, good, glad you're here. <laughs> Yeah, the hydrologist was there on behalf of uh, some water and power company, it sounded like. And yeah. they were setting up the mayor uh, as as quite an opportunist. And she was talking about like, oh, Nicolas Cage, you should have sold me your land mm-hmm. yeah, like, and all this stuff. So maybe she was – and then at the very setting end – Setting up a sequel. At the very end, he's doing the voiceover. They're talking about like the dam covering the whole yeah. area. So maybe she, like the mayor was trying to sell off the town – Sell off that land to put the dam there? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was also confused uh, about the hydrologist. But it's like, did, did sh- the daughter summon this meteor? Like, she asked for help, yeah, so she daughter. summoned this meteor? Did, well, was, was the meteor That was a random? weird thing, too, was the whole Wiccan... Like, she was asking Satan to get rid of her mom's cancer. Right. But then what ended up happening was then her mom reabsorbed her younger brother into her body. Of course. So does that? Do we think that that was the answer to the to the request? Like she accidentally summoned a lightning strike to c- conjoin her mom, yeah, and brother, because she like fucked up the incantation. <laughs> well, because she had that thing carved into her head too, and it did illuminate at the end. 
Right. So for, like for the whole movie, I was just thinking like, okay, she's just a moody teen, and like they're saying that like in this universe, like Wiccan shit, it, it's spiritualistic. But that's not I mean. real. I but just, then at the end, it was I just like, think real. they're not connected. It's I just, possible. I just connected. think it has nothing to do with anything. She didn't do anything. Okay. Yeah. I just feel like they're all they all absorb the water through the ground, which seemed to be the main thing that was causing them to turn into weirdos. Yeah. And um, or the land itself, and and the the you know at the end they show you that like there's clearly a bubble around this land. And everything outside the land is fine. Like it, right. the whole thing turned to ash and then green trees start immediately. So I feel like um, that's not connected. And it was just like this meteor is just what fucked everything up. Yeah. I mean, I, I, w- watching the movie, I wasn't trying too hard to interrogate. Spoiler alert, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're going to see this? Is anyone <laughs> here going to see this movie? Spoiler sort of. If you are going to see Colorado Space... And, and there's nothing we can say. Yeah, to you're make probably. It <laughs> it's you know you're expecting it to be weird and upsetting, and it's yeah. weird and upsetting, and that's. But I, I I wasn't really interrogating it for any, uh, you know, deep thematic message or mm-hmm. like I was like, you know, just some phantasmagoric nonsense is yeah. gonna happen, and yeah. uh, we got kind of a John Carpenter's The Thing pile of llamas, yeah, squealing and wailing, and Nicolas Cage shooting him with a shotgun and i think that's that's basically what you're signing up for yeah when you go to this movie sure. i also thought it was weird that when he turned when he was like i'm not turning into my father and he would turn into his father it was just donald trump it was a donald trump impression okay here we go like it was just like no what the fuck for, like, like why is his father there why is well, his father like in and out of some yeah they like, just possessing him? they should have like made it more like obviously he had some issues with his dad but that was also really just like half mentioned like what if they just showed a portrait and his dad actually was just donald trump <laughs> right yeah like why like it, w- it would be one this is yeah. eric trump's backstory after, after <laughs> 20 years from now when trump's dead it's just like a fucking very over-the-top snl trump yeah. impression i was like what the fuck yeah but i do like the little kid uh, I think he plays the kid Luke in uh, Haunting of Hill House. Oh, okay. I say, yeah, the little kid and his his little glasses seemed very familiar. Yeah, yeah. that's the kid from Haunting of Hill House who plays young Luke. Um, and I want to say the daughter. I haven't seen it, but I believe she's on Euphoria. I didn't recognize her, and I watched that, that would show. fit. You watch that show? Yeah. Okay, she, she's not. I didn't her. recognize she's her. Maybe on, lower your brows a little more. She's on something. Huh? Maybe lower your brows a little more. Excuse me. I watch Euphoria. Uh, I, I watch that show. Watch she does look like she fits the Euphoria mold, um, though. Well, she had purple hair. Yeah, well, she's that's the in mold. something <laughs> that I have seen. But then the older brother uh, uh, is from uh, the film The Guest, mm. the uh, Adam Wingard uh, film. I feel like I've heard of that. Phenomenal. Phenomenal indie, indie thriller. Interesting. You just did a Nicolas Cage mega draft, didn't you? Yeah, we did a Nicolas Cage mega draft back in um, uh, uh, August. Okay. So this one, would this one I have made the list? This, you, know? I, you know what? You think? With that group of people in that game, it is completely unpredictable what yeah. would or would have not made the list. That was probably the craziest episode we've ever had. Yeah. Uh, this type of thing would have made the list, although because of the way the gameplay shook out, Mandy... Nicholas Cage's previous yeah. uh, bug nut, really, you know, because uh, and we should, you know, credit 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 credits do. Nicholas Cage makes ten movies a year, and they're all some degree of insane. Sure, but then there are. But he some, knows he's doing that. He's fully aware of what he's doing, and there are some like this and like Mandy that do have an elevated artistry to them like this is for all of how weird and nonsense it is it is a, often a beautiful looking movie like yeah. there are competent uh, yeah. filmmakers behind this and 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 a couple years ago the film mandy uh was similar and much more embraced than this movie should um, i see that 
it depends. I thought this was fine. Okay, you probably like Mandy more than okay. this. I saw Cheddar Goblin. Yeah, Cheddar Goblin's great. Love Cheddar Goblin. Cheddar Goblin is is definitely in Mandy and not in Color Out of Space. Right. So, okay. so that's kind of like a <laughs> that's that's one, well, one, Mandy one thing has in its Cheddar favor. Goblin. It does have Cheddar Goblin. Uh, yeah, it's, Ma- it's, Ma- it's football in the groin. Mandy is visually even more colorful and wild and spectacular. Yeah. Than this, and I think that the build of Insanity and some of the creature design and stuff is a little bit cooler. Okay. Uh, in Mandy, even though Mandy wasn't really my cup of tea either. Um, but all that to say, Mandy, which everyone loves, did not end up on that list, shockingly. So I cannot say with any certainty, uh, that this would have made it. Although I think that this is a fun, what I was thinking when I was watching this movie is I I I think in terms of Nicolas Cage films, a closer companion than Mandy would be the film Knowing from about 2010. Did you guys see that? No. no. Knowing. Like I said, the last Nicolas Cage movie I paid to see was National Treasure. Yeah, I think mine was The Weatherman. Um, Family oh Man? Boy, 2004, Weatherman, 2005. Family Man? Yeah, The Weatherman. Yeah. yeah. Michael Caine? Yeah. Uh, this is... Uh, Knowing is actually kind of a fun a fun movie. It's about uh, Nicolas Cage lives out in the woods, like in this movie. Uh, but his son, at his son's school, they, they dig up a, uh, a time capsule that had been in the, in the front lawn for, mm-hmm. f- for 50 years or whatever. And in it is some like piece of paper that's got some numeric code on it. And his son starts freaking out and like writing this code. And then Nicolas Cage sees it and starts connecting the, the, the code to like dates and, um, numbers of like casualties from recent um, tr- like tragedies around the world, <laughs> yes. and he starts putting together this theory that this is all evidence of um, like building up to the end times. That there's some like mathematical equation that is leading up, and the end of days is coming, and how 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 however soon. Uh, so it's Nicolas Cage kind of losing his mind in a country I can house. See his faces. Yeah. Oh, oh. Um, that's got oh. Ben Mendelsohn in it and Rose Byrne. And, uh, it's weird. It's a weird movie. Uh oh. More screams from the Super Bowl. Your neighbors are excited about. Uh, they must be San San Francisco fans. They are so. also watching mm-hmm. Color Out of Space. Yeah. They just got to the llama part. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, if you uh, if you liked color, if you liked uh, kind of the general idea of what Color Out of Space is going for, but want something that's a little bit more coherent mm-hmm. in terms of a plot. Mm-hmm. Knowing is pretty fun, but that's it. I didn't hate this movie. I guess I kind of knew what I was getting into. Were you guys aware I, of what was in store? Um, I no. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea what I what I expected. I did expect to hate it, to be mm-hmm. honest, mm-hmm. and I did not. I didn't hate it. I just feel so. Like I think I was pleasantly surprised by the outcome. You know, in an improv scene, you know, with that note that our coaches would always give us when they're like. No one actually. <laughs> I never got notes. right. Sure, they'd be like, no one actually stated the game, or like, you need to state what this yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I felt like this movie was. Was it kept dancing around, like saying, like, I'm like, I had all these ideas, and like, I would be like, what the, the well? fuck is it? Right, yeah, and then yeah. it would just be like, just kidding, and then move on to the next yeah. thing. So like, that's the only thing that bothered me is that like I just couldn't. It didn't hook me on to anything because every time something interesting was going to happen, it would just kind of nothing would happen. And I guess at the end, it was messing with like multiple universes or I, I, I again, like I wasn't even <laughs> trying. To, okay. I wasn't even trying <laughs> to figure it out. I, 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 from what I surmise, kind of part of the Lovecraft thing is kind of uh, mining the horror of the unexplained. Uh-huh. So I think to some extent, kind of just this series of nightmarish truly 
um, uh, inexplicable images and kind of horrors that are happening and then not giving them uh, kind of a core explanation that you can latch on to. Because mm-hmm. if, if there is an explanation, if there is something you say, oh, okay, this is why this is happening, then you can you know put together a plan of how to uh, stop it. Or you can say, okay, well, if this, is, if this is the core of what this is, I can escape from it or I can whatever. If you don't know what it is, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, I think that is that is kind of what I understood some of the horror of this movie was trying to play yeah. off of. Because really, there isn't a plot and it doesn't it doesn't build it's just slightly weird it's a weird thing happens and then five minutes later a slightly weirder version of the same thing happens until it gets to the weirdest version and then everything blows yeah exactly that's Uh, that's where it takes you to the end and the end is literally just everything at that point goes away there's no (laughs) other there's no other way to end that yeah exactly for everything blowing up that's what and there was a moment when the family was uh when he was just about to kill the mother, when they were when they were absorbing each other, right? Oh, that was probably and my favorite. I part was of the movie. like, so this just has to end with everyone just dying. Everyone, like, I, I at that point I knew everybody in this movie was going to die, and everyone except the most important character, yeah. the water filtration guy, did die. He also started smoking at some point years in between. later. Yeah, at some point in between the end of that those, and then you know, ten years later when they had the ravine, he picked up smoking. It's like that John Mulaney it's not joke. Good. You ever hear the John Mulaney Batman joke? He goes to the doctor to try and get a prescription for Percocet or Xanax or something. Oh, I have heard this. And then at the end of it, he's like, I went back to that doctor's office and I saw that same nurse. And he was wearing glasses to let us know that time had passed. Oh, yeah. So oh, like, yeah. added gray to his beard. He yeah, was smoking yeah. his cigarette right, to let yeah. us know that time had passed. Oh, you've done something. The other thing <laughs> that bumped me in this was the fact that the town they were in was called Arkham. Yeah. When do you ever see Arkham? Is Only it possible in the Batman universe? This is I'm I'm realizing maybe if if we were to talk about this movie, you should have had on uh, somebody who knows anything about H.P. Lovecraft. I'm gonna guess that that the Batman people got Arkham from from Love, HP, from yeah. Lovecraft. Yeah, is my guess. Yeah, because I'm not I'm not well versed in H.P. Lovecraft either, and I know I know that it's known for being very out there and strange. Um, so I guess that makes sense to the movie, and that's kind of the that's kind of what I was relying on going into the movie. I was like, I know him, so I know it's going to be weird. That's sure, yeah. It's a ta- it, he created it. H.P. Lovecraft. He created Arkham. Yeah. Wow, and Batman stole it from them. Yeah. Interesting. And yep. how the tides have changed it's now that we think that Batman created it. Fictional town located in Massachusetts. Well, when was oh. it first brought up? It's a dark city and an integral part of the Lovecraft country setting by. H.P. Lovecraft. Because Batman's 75 gotcha. years old. Almost yeah, this 80 is years old. 36. 1936? Yeah. Okay. Wow. It's kind of like Stephen King's uh, Castle Rock. Yeah. How? Uh, when was Lovecraft alive? Lovecraft was, I think, like late 1800s, early 1900s. Wasn't yeah. a lot of his stuff yeah. around there, I believe? Yeah. Yeah, I hate 30s. that. I hate the language that he created. <laughs> I hate fan. that. I hate it. It's, Not a fan I hate of the uh, tentacles and the phantasmagoric colors and all that I stuff. like all that. I just don't like the like the actual like R apostrophe L Y L I like the whatever Cthulhu speaks. Oh, Cthulhu language. Yeah, I hate yeah. that. I hate I it. I have no experience with it. It's just all over Reddit. Tell us uh tell us about your podcast Screen Drafts because I, you know, I tell this to very few people who come on the show, but if there's a podcast I listen to and it's very rare, I'd say there's maybe five to seven that I'll like go back and forth between and listen to like episodes or guests or something like that. 
uh, that I like, and you're one of them. Oh, wow. So that's you. You know, a pretty big honor for yeah. someone who doesn't listen to podcasts. The setup of the show is that we bring on some guests. You, usually it's two guests, and they have to, between the two of them, build the uh, seven-title-long uh, list of the best of a given uh, topic and they alternate picks and they can they each have like vetoes they can knock things off so there's a game element to it uh and um what i what i like and what i found was i'm really i'm 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 delighted uh eric that you enjoy the show even being a self-described not necessarily a movie guy yeah um is that uh uh are you know i love podcasts that go deep on one movie but often if you haven't seen that movie then that can be a little bit trying yeah this the, or just something you automatically go, oh, I'll wait for the next week. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, or, you know, if it's great and it's blank check or whatever, then you've got, you know, ho- more homework to do. Yeah. Um, but what, what what I like is that I, I think I think our show satiates people who know a lot of movies mm-hmm. and can kind of play along with the game and kind yeah. of know. But it's also, since we do only actually talk for five to nine minutes about any individual title. Mm-hmm. It is enough for people who are kind of just looking to build their recommendations yeah. list to get a taste and be like, Oh, okay, interesting. And then, cause so I, 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 I equally get feedback from people that are like, Oh man, you know, I love Giallo movies. So the Giallo episode was great because mm-hmm. I just heard people that were, you know, uh, uh, intelligent on the topic talking about a thing I like. And then equally you'll get things you're like, I didn't know what Giallo movie was yeah. until this episode, but I listened to the whole thing and I, and I have a whole like list of, yeah. of, of movies to watch now. So I love that, that it's able to kind of feed both of those, um, you know, hungers for, for movie podcast yeah. listeners. Uh, where can people find uh, your socials and everything like that? Uh, yeah, the, the, the social, the, the podcast is screen drafts, um, Twitter and letterboxd. We put all of about a week after the episodes, we, we put all of the results up in the oh, nice. le, le, letterbox list. So you can go back and if uh, there was a title we talked about and you could just forgotten, you can go back and find those. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, we're on Spotify and whatever. I'm at Clay Keller on mm-hmm. Twitter. If that's also your talking about i love yeah. doing the uh, housekeeping in the middle of the podcast yeah well we, <laughs> yeah. Know, we want to make nice. sure we get the get the plugs yeah. out of the way no that's sure a that's a great way to do to it them. i should yeah. Yeah, I, I i do like a halftime inter- intermission on my show we should uh-huh. start the second half with the housekeeping <laughs> yeah, yeah right yeah exactly. you, you never forget it though. make the plugs feel natural exactly. you know but now that you've called exactly. them out it's not natural anymore so now everyone knows what you're really here for to plug your podcast. <laughs> we'll, we'll bleep them. Here we'll bleep to plug the show what are, um so right now in the feed is the star trek super draft which is when we do a super draft, it means that we do a topic and we do every possibility in that topic. So the gameplay is a little bit different. Yeah. Um, so we did, uh, yeah, Star Trek with uh, Mark Bernardin and um, Darren Franich and Adam B. Vary and Dave Schilling. Uh, and then this week, oh, this week we're doing uh, the best of 2019. Oh, so we're doing the big, fun. the big best of the year draft. Yeah, yeah. I, li- I like your, uh, your best of, I-, I listened to the best of the decade one. Um, that you recently did also, right? That's 2010. Those are a marathon. Yeah, yeah. I, I listen. Oh, I, I. That's that's. I think the reason I, I listen to yours specifically is because I know they're so long, so that I can just literally just put it on and leave it in my office. And like you're you're one I can listen to at work really well. You yeah. Know what I mean? Like other ones are there's certain podcasts where like these. This is the one I listen to when I drive. This is the one I listen to when I'm at home cleaning. Yeah. Yours is a very good work background one. Yeah, I have the exact same thing with with podcasts. I have there are podcasts that I will like only listen to on the drive to work yeah and only on the way back from work and yeah. then i have the work ones and then the ones for like yep. cooking yeah i absolutely have those yeah demarcated I, th- I feel like well. that's my that's 
my trouble with podcasts because I went on a, a road trip last year to Philly and back across country and I drove and I was like, I, knew, I want podcasts to listen to on the way. And I was like, the only one I could listen to driving was Doughboys. Mm. That was the only one for some reason I could like actually listen to when I was driving. Anyone, anyone else, I just couldn't get behind driving. I don't know why. Mm. I can't process shit when I drive. Like no well, matter I mean, when what, you're driving cross country and you're doing 12 hour days, you gotta have something. And there's nothing I guess. else to look at. Yeah, so you gotta have something. It's pretty easy. But I can't. I tried listening to podcasts when I drive, and I retain nothing. Mm. Like I would find that when I got to work, I'd be like, I don't really know what I just listened to. Yeah, I. I guess I don't know. I have yeah. to like sit and just. Fucking so do you stare sit? Yeah, nothing. do you sit in silence he when you're driving? Yeah. He pulls over and tries. I listen to podcasts when I'm trying to fall asleep. Okay, that's like when I do it, and then I end up just not falling asleep. Right. I listen to an episode, and then when the episode ends, I go, "Whoa, damn! I gotta go to bed." Because you know what I mean. Right. Like, yeah, it's yeah, always yeah. later than I thought it was gonna be, but like that's when I listen to podcasts. Interesting. Holy shit! Super Bowl. Is update. there big Super Bowl news? Yeah, yeah. It's the fourth quarter. Still, there's one minute and twelve seconds. Last update. The San Francisco 49ers were leading by 10 over the Kansas City Chiefs. I am happy to report that the Kansas City Chiefs are now leading by 10 over the San Francisco 49ers, which means it's very likely that the Kansas City Chiefs, including our uh, boy from Philly, Andy Reid, is going to get a Super Bowl ring. Hold on. In the last, in one quarter, there's been a 20-point swing? Yes, that is correct. Wow. That's what all those cheers were. (laughs) Now we know. A lot of yelling out there because... Two touchdowns and a and a field goal? No. Twenty points would be a touchdown and field that goal. Would be two, no, field two field touchdowns. Goals, two field goals, two field goals and yeah. two touchdowns. Or just a two or touchdowns. T- or and ten a, ten and safeties. A, yeah. Oh, that's, that's probably that's what happened. That's, the that's, the cheer. Yeah. that's probably, yeah. That this is both. unprecedented. <laughs> yeah, this one is got a little little forty yard run here, it looks like. Incredible. Um, and up they're going. Oh, actually they're going for the extra point. It's actually thirty one to twenty. Wow. Let's Someone's see, getting see if they get it. Yeah, that was a fourth quarter comeback. Holy shit. Let's talk about they these tenders. Hang on. We got a, the Super Bowl's almost up. 31 to 21, one minute left. Yeah, I think it's over for it's the probably 49ers. Over. Wow. Good job, Andy Reid. Incredible. So anyway, yeah. So uh, yeah, thank you. Enjoy doing my show. I'm glad yes. people listen to it. Uh, Mike, do you have any compliments for me about my podcast? Yeah, it's uh, you know you record audio and it's it's great that you're doing it. Nice. No, I've never listened Mike to. It. Is, I don't listen to podcasts. That's true. And the only podcast I listen to. Okay, so there's two podcasts I listen to. One is called Risk. It's storytelling, and I listen to it probably once a year. And then the <laughs> other one that I listen to is literally just an archive uh, of all Love Line episodes. You ever listen to Love Line with Adam Carolla? Yeah, I mean, and Dr. Not, yeah not since junior <laughs> yep. high, but sure. It's just an archive straight through of every episode that's ever existed. Wow. You know, that reminds me. That's another one I listen to, which is also just an archive of every Oprah's Masterclass episode. Yeah. Where she interviews like all these crazy famous people. Yeah. But she took out her part of the interview. Oh, so it's just them So talking. it's just a consecutive, uh, just linear of these people just telling their story in a way that seems really natural. Sure. That was another one I listened That's to on the road, because it's just like wow. Stevie Nicks talking about, you know, putting cocaine over her butt. Right. Um, Mine's just, stories like it's just some dude named Giovanni coming on going, well, September September 12, 2003, we had uh, Jack Black and Kyle Gass from Tenacious D on Love Line. <laughs> uh, I hope you guys enjoy it, uh, and here we go. And then the episode starts, and it plays for an hour and a half. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into these tenders. So we went to Alamo tenders, Draft House. Yeah. We gave you a little bit about their history. We talked about the movie we saw. Um, now let's talk about the tenders. Yeah, well, first off, I think we should give them a point for the Draft House. Just Absolutely. the Draft House as a point. I, just the name Draft House. Just the, no, just for being the Draft House. For like the, the, the actual ambiance. Ambience. Right, and yeah, the yeah. style—it's very well decorated. What a it's neat really theater. cool. 
Uh, I, I love the layout. It's like the shining hotel, except mm-hmm. you go into doors that are just like. When, yeah, when you go into a door, there isn't uh, a like hot lady that turns into a gross lady. <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. it's a movie. Unless they're playing The Shining. Yeah, right. That's true. If you yeah, walk yeah. in at the right time. Or Ready Player One. Or Ready Player One, yeah. right? Um, or the documentary Room 237. Yes. Uh, and then. Or. Uh, oh, there wasn't a recent one? No, in the movie Twister. There's a scene set at a at a, a drive-in movie theater, and they're playing The Shining. Oh, interesting. Is it that part, though? The part where the lady... No, it's the part with the twins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, a point. So a point for just just being itself. Yeah. You guys didn't even have... Did you have any beer? Well, I got there a little early to do some work. No, but that's their thing, And right? I had a beer, and it was delicious. Yeah, they, have like, they had like 50, 50 different types, right? The tap right? selection, like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's vast. Huge. Yeah, I think that's pretty neat. No, we didn't have any beer. I did have a milkshake. I saw that. I was like, look at this little bitch. Yeah. Milkshake. They had like uh, a bunch of different weird flavors, so it sounded good. I got a Mexican vanilla one. Oh. Hmm. Tasted like horchata. Wow. It was delicious. Interesting. Um, that's Yeah, that was my treat myself. So this first points for the ambiance, for the place itself, for the cool you know, atmosphere. And then I want to give a point to the fact that it's a theater that serves you in your seats, waiters yeah. and all that kind of stuff. That's unique enough, I think, for a point. I enjoyed how that was unique. I will say I always give you shit for wanting to eat before we go into the theater. And this time, I really hated eating in there. Well, everything's dark from the beginning. Okay, it's it all over my darker. hands. I have to give you props for using uh-huh. a fork and knife. Because when I right. noticed you using the fork and knife, I thought, oh my God, genie, like that, I should be doing it. Because the whole time I was right. sitting there thinking, God, my hands are fucking covered in shit now. Yeah, it was, I, I, and, and I, I did a whole tender, just, just bare finger. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it, it was cumbersome. And, it, and, and when they came out, they're very hot. Yeah, they were like yeah. fresh. Um, so, I mean, I'm reticent to, get, I'm not going to give a point for the heat because it was almost too hot for me. Fresh, I was like, this is a freshness point. It's very fresh. Yeah. But almost, I don't want to say too fresh. Oh, you don't like that. That's zero on the. I don't want to say too fresh, but it was, it was very hot. It was almost too juicy. It was unnervingly so you juicy want, you for just, me. It needed time to cool. A little time to cool. And I think, I, I mean, and this will, this will get kind of to my overriding theory on tenders is i think it needed a little bit you know the on the menu they very they highlighted they're called the the hand tossed hand breaded hand breaded mm-hmm. uh chicken tenders i and i i i find uh, an inorganically breaded tender has a has a sturdier breading to it generally S- sure I, mean, I like a really crispy thick sturdy breading not a breading that'll kind of like you I know think, so come off you're so you're just more upset about the fact that the breading was coming off yeah so no they were too i think they were too good yeah for my for my taste but that's something i think that there, there's a correlation somehow between breading that falls off and a really uh-huh. good tender okay i think that the breading when it falls off okay for no, some reason good. always adds up to a really good tender but it is annoying and it is a pain in the ass that it falls off it but depends on the yeah. it depends on the breading for me because for this this was breading that falls off but it's this was breadcrumb breading, and I didn't like that. Was it? I think so. It definitely. Seemed I think like it was it. flour. It did not seem like flour. Mm, I think you're wrong on that. Oh, that, flour versus breadcrumb. I. It was. It was not crunchy. And it wasn't crunchy quite enough. Thick enough for me. It. These almost felt like, and this is going to be. This is you know uh, a particularly silly opinion. Um, but it, it, you think that was breadcrumbs over flour? 
I think it was a mix. I just don't, I really don't think well, that it was just flour because the grease and then the grittiness of the actual breading, like it didn't, it didn't come off as like a sleeve. It came off as I like a... I don't think breadcrumb breading comes off that way. Well, I guess it could. It could. Yeah, it could. I um, think it was both. I think that they just, I think this was a mix of flour and breadcrumbs. I mean, hand bread like it. it. Could have been hand anything. Um, Preach that though. But it was almost, it was so juicy. Uh, and the breading was such that it almost felt like a small chicken breast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like a nice covered little chicken like cutlet. A, yeah, like a cutlet that was breaded. Yeah. Uh, and and less to me like a chicken tender. They were like mini cutlets, in my opinion. Yeah. Very greasy. Very uh, meaty. Mm-hmm. But it just, the grease content's not something that I want in the dark. Mm. Sure. It was, it was just an inconvenient setup. That's, and that's not their fault. I mean, it's the design of the concept. <laughs> That's true. I also found it cumbersome to eat in there. Uh, and I didn't... Um, and as... That table should have moved. I do not like those tables. What was yeah. that table set up? Like, I'm on a racetrack. Bet yeah. on fucking horses. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that yeah, was the weird. T- the tables were, were a little bit awkward. Uh, and the... Um, the servers did a very good job of not being, you know, they were inobtrusive. Yeah. But even... Except when he yelled at me. Except for when he yelled <laughs> at you. But even so, when they would run by... It still would take me out of the movie a little. For bit. sure, yeah. yeah. That's why I was like, I was like, do they? That's why I was worried. I was like, should we get there around two forty-five to order and stuff like that? Because like, I didn't think they're, for, especially for a place that preaches about the cell phone bullshit. It's like, don't pull out your cell phones because we're already distracting you by yeah. having waiters st- stamp past fucking, you. Fucking tennis ball boy down, yeah. the, down the fucking aisles. You would think they would like ch- just just go slow. I feel like is less intrusive than the way they're like pounding across the aisles to like. <laughs> Quickly True. get out of the way. Yeah, they like, and this was the this was funny when I, when I went in San Francisco, the waiter we had was was very enthusiastic about the whole concept of what a, wa- a draft house waiter Love is supposed notes. to do. But like this guy, the guy we had here, you know, was quick, kept his head down. When I was in San Francisco, the waiter would like get down like a ninja, like, <laughs> like almost like his knees were almost touching the ground and was just like <laughs> spider manning in front of the thing. So his head wasn't even getting in front of the screen. Yeah. And it was, it was Our so, you know, it was so that. unobtrusive that it became the most distracting thing in the world because you're just watching him like, oh my How's God. How's he doing that? That's incredible. He's going to throw his back out. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. I mean, I think they, Overall, I, I like the idea of them coming to the tables, but yeah, I think you know they've been around for twenty three years. Clearly, this is what works best. Yeah, but I don't know. It is nice is. to be able to. I think if 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 you know, I'm I'm a little bit sick today, and then we were, I, you know, I was driving. We were coming back here to record. Mm-hmm. If I was like, I'm taking the train. I'm getting fucked up, and I could just write like plus one beer on yeah. a piece oh, right. of paper yeah, and yeah, stick yeah. it in the thing for two hours, uh, and beers would just magically arrive. Yeah, I think that would be. Pretty dope. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> the dude next to me was doing that. But I also felt they, like they he also was... have these things called bars. <laughs> right. Where yeah, you, can you don't go have to, you know, sit in a movie just theater. Talk to a person and say plus one beer. Yeah, right. And they'll still bring it to you. But generally you don't get to write it down on a piece of paper. You I mean, maybe I mean, depending on how drunk you get, the drunker you get, the more accepting they will be of pieces of paper. Right. But then the scribble, it's a whole thing. Like the idea of getting so so drunk that you're at the bar instead of just ordering you have like a notepad and you're like, yeah. I'm going to write down a number. 
You sli- slide it over. You pre-write your beer, so all you have to do is rip off the paper, <laughs> so the handwriting's good. Like, like still. a ticket. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I think is crazy. You could just write whatever the fuck you want on those things. Like literally right. everywhere I've ever been, where you have to turn in a piece of paper, it's always some sort of checklist. Yeah. That you check. <laughs> this I could have just. I wrote like Big Mac, and I handed <laughs> it to him, and he was like, "It says Big Mac. I have to go get this guy a Big Mac." Well, right, and and that's and that's really uh, are the wait house the wait house are the draft house uh, waiters trained in in handwriting yeah it's like <laughs> yeah in, like, in the theater in a yeah, dark in theater? the dark I don't, I don't that's know. what that's why i didn't know to write down the refill thing because i just were was i supposed to write the word refill more please is, is that what <laughs> i, I was what I, wrote. Having, I had the same question you just wrote i refill? just wrote refill and then i mean he knew what i wanted because he came and got the coke before he took the paper but right. like and you also said uh got Garcon. <laughs> he claps. Hey, I know Nicolas Cage is freaking out in front of us right now, but can I get a Coke? So um, I feel bad. Um, I don't think it's any fault of the draft houses. Nah. These are not my, this is these, these tenders are juicy and fresh and hot. And I thought the spice was very good. Um, the spice almost too good. It lit or too, it lingered. Mm-hmm. I still had the, the tender spice in my throat. Yeah. For, for a little while after. I don't know. I wouldn't call that spice. Uh, I am from Minnesota. Yeah, that's true. I was like, it's, you're a Caucasian <laughs> showing. Uh, but uh, it was more, I would say, flavor than spice. Like there seasoning. was some pepper in there or something. Yeah. It was seasoning, yes. Seasoning. Sure. Seasoning. Um, well, okay, so here's But it's thing. not Draft House's fault. I think it's a, it's a fault of mine uh-huh. that the, I like tenders that lead with the breading. Gotcha. So do you mean like crumblies on the outside or do you mean like the flat like swimming pool tenders? Uh, oh, um, no, not no, not not like an elementary school or swimming pool tender. Yeah. Like a, um, uh, just a good. And I think bubbly is the wrong word, but where you get the breading that has the, cr- the crunchy, the cragglies, yeah. crunchy cragglies, yeah. nooks and crannies, like southern fried pops. More southern yeah, fried. I like a, I like a good breading. <laughs> a couple pops, which couple, couple whistles, pops, yeah, exactly. Couple, which is a traditional tender, and I sure. think that that's what they were going for with this. But I think they were also going for more of a pub gourmet style at the same time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which is good because most theaters, the theater experience we've had, this is now the, including, we won't include Street Food Cinema, but this is the seventh movie we've seen on the show. Yeah. Right? Yeah, something like we saw that. saw League of Their Own, uh, Hereditary. Yeah, but Street Food. But we're saying movies. League of Their Own, Hereditary, Color Out in Space. Uh, Midsummer. Midsummer, The Incredibles. Mr. Rogers, Doc, and uh, what was the other one? You said you saw both the Ari Asters. Yeah. yeah. Midsummer. And we broke those down. We saw those with the same guests. We intentionally did that so that we could, because the first, when we saw Hereditary, that was one of the most amazing movies I've ever seen in my life. And uh, so there's a lot to talk about, so we wanted to keep the same yeah. group. Um, well, what would you say are the worst uh, movie theater tenders? Well, I think the worst one, it's probably Regal. Probably the Regal ones, but they're not like terrible. We, we had a bad experience there the first time. Oh, okay. They actually, they, they came at a time where we revisited our worst and best, so we went there twice. Uh, That's right, we went there twice. Yeah, oh, we, we, we didn't, didn't see a movie, movie the we second just time. We left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so I think those, um, AMC, those are bad. A, them and AMC are pretty much the same, I feel yeah. like. And they're both like, whatever. The groves right. were These fine. are the best. These are the best for sure because of it's a real the, restaurant. All the theaters yeah. Too. yeah, they're not made in a weird a microwave behind yeah, yeah, yeah. the the concession stand. This is a full. It's like going to a restaurant. Of course, they're going to be the best. Well, you know, Arc Lights were pretty good too, but Arc Lights that was another kitchen, but eat. that was it was a full chicken. restaurant. Yeah, right? yeah. So, 
So, but you brushed over a lot of potential points. So, oh, did I? Okay. Yeah. So I, I want to, you know, kind of figure out and see. I'm unclear on what, what the level of, uh, uh, you know, importance something has to yeah. hit to. So get freshness, a point. I would say point. They're very fresh. Yeah, these were Agree? super fresh. I would say they're quality too. Quality point as well. Yeah. Juiciness. You you said that it was, was a almost bad too thing. much for me. Yeah. But that's you know I like I said I they almost didn't need they came with a sauce. Okay, we'll get into the sauce. We'll get in into the second. sauce. Okay, so the, I again uh, perhaps um, there will be many instances uh, where, as you said, my Caucasian shows. <laughs> <laughs> but I love you know if I'm having chicken, uh, fried chicken, I'm in a tender situation. Uh huh. I love to slam jam that down into some ketchup or some honey mustard or sure. something. Yeah. Um, and this one was so juicy that it almost made the sauce feel redundant. Gotcha. So I was discouraged from dunking so in would, the sauce. So you wouldn't it give was a juicy, so juicy. point. Um, I would. I would not. You would. I, not. I would. You would. I would. I would as well. Oh, you just got over <sighs> overrid by the tender. It's our podcast, buddy. It's <laughs> always <laughs> um, how it goes. Two to one. And then I would give a size point. You said they were like there filet. was a lot of they chicken. Were, they were yeah. pretty. They were thick daddies. But how about value? Value. So so what was the charge here? Because they were fourteen dollars. Did that include the fries we got? Included the fries. There was spiral. How about those fucking weird fries? What a fun fry. There was sort of like fun fries. Like small. Like aren't there uh, kites that are that? <laughs> Design. <laughs> they're like boomerangs. They're a little yeah. kite shape, but they had like a swirl to them. Yeah. They were like a they were spiral. A cue, they were yeah. spiral wedges. Yeah, I've never seen anything like that before. I like that in concept, but again, going back to how much I enjoy uh, the ketchup part of an experience, I I I, I had to. It was I, weird. I, I it couldn't was figure out how the direction to attack the yeah. ketchup from. I was excited when I saw a flat one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I know yeah, what to yeah. do with this. Yeah, yeah, I was like, okay, this one will dunk. I I took one and broke it in half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it became an easier uh, dipping experience. Sure. So I don't know. Like, they were really good wedges, <clears throat> and they were an interesting design. Is this a fry point place? I want to give them a fry point. I've never seen these in my fucking life. Never let alone in my the life show. have I seen oh, these types right. of fries. I don't Did know. Do you think they were good at least? Yeah, I thought they were good for fries. Yeah, yeah. I would give them a point for this fry. Me too. Yeah. They're just fun. But going back to value, I don't say value. I don't say value. I think $14. It's we got three tenders and a, and, a, and a handful of those curly Q fries. I wouldn't even give them a price point because... Wouldn't give them a price. Wouldn't give them a value. They're fine um, where they're at. I would give them a color point. <laughs> I don't know. It it's was hard, hard to, to see in the dark, <laughs> but luckily I took that photo under my lap where the little light was. Sure. And I think they were a good yeah. color. Sure. Okay. They, let's, they, let's throw them the color. They were they were a darker shade of brown than your usual tender, which is more, more my style. Yeah. I think that's the breading. That's the breadcrumbs made it go brown. I mean, sure. I don't like that. I don't know. There's just something. There was that flavor where I like it, but there's a time and place for it. And today I wasn't feeling it. Let's put it that way. The flavor of the tenders. Yeah. I want to give them a flavor point. I like. I don't. Don't get me wrong. Don't I make think it. They taste it really good. I don't think they tasted bad. At all. I just wasn't feeling... Like we were saying, like, I think these were almost too hearty for me. Like, I'm yeah. kind of with you on, like, you're saying they're what too juicy. What kind of complaint is this? They I think were, the they ratio... Didn't taste like tenders. They it were tasted, too good for you? No, they they're, weren't too good. They didn't taste like tenders But when me. does a tender stop being a tender? What what defines uh, a tender? Because as uh, Mike pointed out, pretty quickly, I went right to the f- to the fork. Yeah. Sure. And if you're eating chicken, if you're eating bre- breaded chicken with a fork... Oh, I mean, I only did that because the lights are out. 
Oh, I did it because I, I did. It was too big. Oh, I was too gross on your hands. Because because the the, the, cause the skin was coming off on my on but my that's, fingers. That's the life of a tender. Yeah, baby. that's yeah. Hey, listen, you signed up for that the second you sat down and you said tenders. You wrote down tenders. Uh huh. You, would you you would signed you a blood used, oath? Would you have used a fork if they weren't as juicy and greasy? No, 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 no. Because they were accessible. Generally, like, uh, they were hand. Yeah, yeah. Generally, for tenders, I. But I'm saying with these specific ones, if they were less juicy and the breading wasn't falling off, would you have used your hands? Yes, the the darkness was not my was yeah, not yeah, yeah, a yeah. factor for me for that. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I forgot what we were talking about. We were talking about. I was trying to argue tender. that That's these chicken tenders had too much chicken in them. Oh yeah. right. No, yeah. I just feel like they had the they they felt like little mini. Shake and bake chickens to me. I know. I think they were a good. I, I think they were a good size. Do we give them a size point? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they were a good size. They may be a little chunky, but they're good for being there. I'll tell you that. I would say a good chunky meat mouth point I, too. For sure. Yeah. These were really great. Really good quality. Full bite. Full meat bites. Yeah. Um, if I was there and I wanted tenders, these are. I mean, like you said before, this is the best movie theater to get chicken tenders at. But that's the only thing is you get three, you get a little bit of fries. It's pretty expensive. So those are the big. Uh, negatives for me, but let's I, get into sauces. Have a huge <laughs> negative. Oh, what the fuck is there? What are they thinking by giving us hatch chili gravy as a dipping sauce? Not even offering anything else. What the fuck what do you is mean? that? That's the dipping sauce they gave us. I thought hatch, it was ranch. No, hatch chili gravy. What you tasted it? Is that the what it was? Fuck! It definitely wasn't ranch. It's hatch chili gravy. No, on the menu it said, uh, "Yeah, hatch chili." What gravy. the fuck? Who wants that? What is that? I love gravy, and it's like if you're gonna give me if you're gonna give me chicken tenders and gravy, sure. But that wasn't even gravy. That was like some weird ass chili yeah, liquid. I kept dipping in it just because um, it was what was offered, and I and I knew we were gonna talk about the sauces, so I was trying to like form an opinion. Yeah, but it never it didn't. It, it was it never I ne- it never registered. I had it had like almost no flavor. Yeah, I had like fifteen bites of it, and I was like, yeah. I, I can't tell if this is anything or it not. It was so weird. I had it had zero flavor. It kind of tasted a little bit like chili. I I award them zero points, and honestly, I hope they shut down. <laughs> like that was so fucked up. I was so. But that then on my strange. on my paper, I wrote honey mustard with a question mark and the guy you could see he was like reading down the thing and he got to honey mustard and I saw him like in his mind go check and then they brought honey mustard so okay. like that's honey the butter. hack yeah. i, so he, yeah. I would have loved some honey mustard um but it was bad honey mustard was. i assumed it was ranch yeah no it was like fucking so gravy anything oh, so you... it's like one thing to have gravy if you have mashed potatoes but i've never in my life seen just a cup of gravy well, maybe for they were dipping for those tenders. Fries. i tried that too i was like i don't get it like i was like that's the thing like maybe this makes sense and i did that and i was like no i don't get this either mm. so no points i will say the ketchup uh tasted like heinz ketchup yeah in a which is a good thing sure i don't need i don't need anybody fucking uh, m- making ketchup in the kitchen sure yeah, yeah, heinz yeah. did it right yep and just give me heinz yep um so that's eric feels that way too so I'm, that's I'm totally yeah. on board because that's the only sauce i eat is ketchup so uh-huh uh that's my go-to. oh so you didn't touch the gravy at all uh, thankfully not because thankfully i didn't think it was ranch and i was in a mood to try ranch because that would have fucking in a mood to try ranch I've never he had ranch. Yeah, he doesn't do it. But I, honestly, though, had you tasted this, you, nothing would have happened because it had zero flavor. You would have been like, oh, I think I like everything now. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. like, oh. oh, all my taste buds did leave my mouth. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, all right. <laughs> Eric, I feel like you trying ranch needs to be some kind of an event on this show. He'll get there. It, well, eventually. I, we tried barbecue for the first time on the show. 
That was my first time trying that. Uh-huh. Um, so we'll do, we'll do it eventually. He'll get there. Interesting. I, I have so a list. You, so do you, but so do you uh, partake heavily in ketchup, or do you just just ketchup's the only thing dry tender it? Uh, I will occasionally dry it. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh huh. But ketchup's my main, okay. main thing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Especially like these ones, I could have had without ketchup because they were oh, so certainly. juicy. Yeah, yeah, these I think these were fine without without a sauce too. So no sauce points. No sauce points. All right. Re- reevaluate your sauce program for sure um well it's official uh word has come down from my cnn news alert the uh kansas city chiefs with a fourth quarter comeback has won have won their uh first super bowl title in 50 years oh, wow nothing better than the kansas city 31 chiefs. to 20 over the 49ers congratulations to the chiefs so good for them go. so baftas the super bowl color out in space out of space Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage went nuts. Uh, we had some pretty great tenders. How did you feel? So the movie we watched was gross. Sure. Do, does watching a gross movie, uh, do you not? Do you prefer not to eat when watching a gross movie? There was it a scene how gross. The where only, the woman cut her fingers off. Eh, this movie didn't bother me. No. The only time in my life where I've ever been affected was I took a big old huge bite of tender just the second before the girl's face on Hereditary showed up, like oh. on the road. Uh, and also walked into Hereditary not knowing it was even a horror movie. <laughs> so that fucked me up. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I don't think this one would have affected me as much eating. I'm not like big on like, uh, I don't get grossed out by like visuals usually. I'll like shudder maybe, but like, yeah. I don't, yeah, nothing nothing crazy did you yeah. feel a little, little yucky no not really there wasn't anything that bad yeah. and and quite honestly the this is, is gonna sound like it takes away from the movie but i was everything looked a little silly it's yeah it, nothing yeah. was effective enough to to I, really yeah, gross I, me out I, this movie i don't know I, it's certainly a horror movie it was missing I, tony collette if this had tony <laughs> collette dude if tony collette was the mom this movie would have been a hard yeah, banger yeah tony collette nick cage yeah, yeah sign me up. Hard, uh, yeah, yeah I, I don't know if it's trying to be super terrifying. Maybe it is. I don't know. It's a weird picture. It's a weird picture. I think that's what they're going for is weird. Yeah. They're just going for weird overall, right? Yeah. The crowd is very uh, respectful. Hey, that's what you get in an Alamo draft house. Yeah. They don't want to get thrown out. Um, okay. So Are me... there any other point categories that we... I think we hit pretty much all of them, right? I have it seems like you uh, were the biggest fan of these tenders, Eric. Yeah, I'd I say would, you were. I would say so. I yeah. mean, yeah, I, I think they were pretty great. I like I, them. I think they deserve uh, an extra point. Four. I don't have anything. You were bitching about my Sonic points. I don't want to <laughs> throw one in there, but I feel like they could, they could go up a number. Now you got to give me a reason. I'm not going to. I'm not going to give them a point though. So oh, okay. we'll just we'll just end it with that. But I just want you to know. I think they were pretty good. <laughs> That's good. I would I would go here again and have those tenders. Yeah. They were Someone pretty good, and they down. were expensive. However, yes. um, definitely no price point. They're expensive. However, food is very expensive at movie theaters, no matter sure. what it is. And it it was an amount of food that had I been at any of the um, you know gastro pubs in Los Angeles. It would know, have been if, the if I had been at Franklin and Company yeah. and ordered chicken tenders and they brought me that exact tray, I would have been like, "This makes sense." Yeah, yeah fourteen dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for what I think sure. they're going for. They're like, "Yeah, it's you know we can charge you more because we're at a movie theater, right? But we're also going to give you quality and some like interesting, unique 
dishes. Like we're gonna give you gravy with your tenders, <laughs> right? And in a dark French fries that are cut into spirals. Yeah. Go ahead and dip your figure, tenders in. Figure this. it out in the dark. <laughs> uh, that was kind of their thing, I guess. Yeah. But um, and appara- okay. apparently, they have a good chicken sandwich too. Yeah, the dude next I'd, to me I'd was imagine. like, "Did you hear that the whole thing?" I heard something about chicken sandwich. <laughs> dude next to me just goes, "Are you like hungry, hungry?" And I was like, "What?" And he was like, "Are you hungry?" Hungry. He's talking to you? Like, yeah. And I was like, um, yes. Why is this man talking And he to was you? like, they got a good chicken sandwich. Oh, he was like. I was like, I'm here doing a podcast about chicken tenders. And he was like, the chicken sandwich is really good. And I was like, yeah, no, I can't get what that. If, what if it was a plant? To try and throw me off? Try harder next time. <laughs> the to guy like... just went, all right. <laughs> like, it was just like. Well, maybe that's their silly. They're like, all right, well, we're not going to push it. But, you know. <laughs> Um, okay, so what about this coronavirus? That's on my list. I put the, on, coronavirus. the coronavirus. I bet Corona's not stoked. You about think this? Have you heard about this coronavirus? Yeah, uh, people yeah. getting sick out in China. Yeah. I I'm actually getting pretty nervous about it. Yeah, it's fucked up. There's like 300 deaths in China. Yeah, there's no only two one, in no the United States. Yeah, but like two cases. Two cases, not yeah. even deaths. No, there's one in Massachusetts now. But how old is the person? I don't know. Why does that matter? There was a death? Elderly and children are susceptible. Okay. The fact that a 65-year-old woman died from this doesn't mean that it's that dangerous for somebody who's in their 20s. Well, I feel like it's pretty dangerous still. Currently. I, I'm i just getting a little more paranoid about it is what all I'm saying, and I want to bring right. it up in case uh, by the time we record our next episode, we're all dead from a pandemic. Right. At least we could talk about it and, you know. Wash your hands. Remember it in history. Wear a mask. Yeah, it seems like there's one of these. You sneezed in the car and I got nervous. <clears throat> yeah, I'm sneezing. Um, <laughs> it seems like there's one of these every two years. Yeah. And not that it's not important and not that the uh, victims uh, in another uh, continent are unimportant, but I don't find like uh, I don't I don't think it's going to be useful for Not me paranoid. to start freaking out about it yeah. until a body drops in front of me. Then I'll wow, it's a little too late. Clay. <laughs> then I'll throw the mask on. <laughs> wow, really waiting until the last minute. Yeah, I'm like just, when know. it when it turns into the opening scene of the happening. Sure, just people f- falling around me and hitting the ground. Is that the one with the trees? When it was the trees, there's the tree. Yeah, it was the yeah. plants. Good. I mean, we might as well have a fucking plague. Yeah, why? You're fine. The past few years. Just You're fucking fine. give We're us fine. a plague. Restart this earth. And Put a mask on. Let's call it a day. Um, okay, so uh, this is the first week of February. Uh, we have three more episodes left in February. Yeah. And then all of March, mm-hmm. we're coming to you from Vegas. Yay. We're going to do five weeks of episodes from Las Vegas. Um, we, we have a, a running list of places we want to go to. <laughs> we have a residency at we the have a res- MGM yeah. Grand. Yeah, so come on by. It'll be just five nights a week of us eating tenders on stage. We don't talk at these residencies, though. It's just us eating. We just hang, yeah. It's a, um, but we don't get talked to. But no, so uh, we, we have some places, but if there's anyone listening in Vegas who have been to Vegas and had tenders there and you have a place that you think we should go, let us know. Because we have some places that we want to go, but we also want to hear from you guys. We want to go places that you want us to go to. Five weeks in Vegas. Five weeks in Vegas. Are yeah. you going there for work and then doing the podcast? We are going there a... for four days, uh-huh. and we're going to record. Going to record five episodes. Seven episodes. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. We're going to record seven episodes <laughs> in four days. That makes way more sense than what I was thinking. Which we're was, moving to Vegas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to spend a month in <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> Uh, we have really good jobs, so we can just go wherever. Um, so let us know. Yeah, hit us up on Instagram or anything like that. Um, also, <laughs> so, hit us up or something. I don't we'll know. You, you know where to find we us. We won't go. 
Uh, but we're definitely going, so that'll be a fun, uh, fun month of March. We'll be in Vegas, um, and then uh, what else? Oh, we have a new, uh, a new tip thing. Oh yeah, uh, we have it. We we saw a thing because we don't have a Patreon. We don't charge you guys. We you know it's pretty casual over here, but we realized we've been doing 125 episodes and we've definitely spent thousands of dollars literally on the chicken tenders <laughs> yeah. and on this podcast in general. <laughs> which when I typed because I I was typing up that to promote our thing. And I was like, we've spent hundreds of dollars. I was like, no, we've, we've spent thousands of dollars eating chicken tender. So if you go to uh, tiptonight.com slash tenderfriends, you can leave us a tip and think of it as like our Patreon. Yeah. But we don't, uh, of we which don't you need get certain nothing. amounts. <laughs> we will um, give you no gifts. But also, yeah, I mean, we still have the running thing where, you know, if you want to send us money and ask for something from our room, <laughs> send it we to will you. also send you things from our bedroom. Yeah. So uh, that's also an option on the table. Um, and then uh, that's that's pretty much it. Alamo dra- Draft House uh, is leaving with ten points. That's the average. That's exactly average. Um, I think they were a little above average, but I think the quality of the tender was above average. The quality of the experience was average. Yeah. It is cool to go there. I think what was notable is um, the in terms of uh, being a movie theater. The projection was great. The seats were comfortable. The audience seats were really comfortable. Well, did you guys put your recliner up? I couldn't figure it out. There's I a button not. on the side. Oh, okay. There's a recliner. Automatic button. button. I did not see that. I did that. I was fucking with that. Uh, But then I was like, if I recline, I'm going to be further away from this fucking tiny table. No, it didn't. And then the plate was too hot to just like hold in your lap. Yeah. It was a little bit, it was a little bit wonky. I don't know if I would go there and have a meal again. Yeah. But also I feel like it's the type of place where you go, like you kind of are expected to have a meal. Right. They had the popcorn and they had the, you know, beer and whatever. I would have a beer for sure. Yeah. Um, but it, like it, you guys, um, I spent a little bit more time there. I'm gonna sneeze than you guys did. But the, it, I, mean, I don't think we should undersell how cool the design is and the ambiance. Yeah. Uh, and the bar area is great. They get these huge tables you can sit down at with people. And yeah. Have a beer and, um, and also that whole that whole mall there is is really nice. There's a mall there. Yeah. yeah. And they have movie rental. Yeah, I don't so, know what that was exactly. But I guess I think it's just movie rental. If you frequent the draft house or you live nearby or something, it's just old school. Like a little, DVD they have a little blockbuster in there. Yeah. Wow, that's it's pretty free. cool. And it's free. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's a point. Yeah, sure. We'll give them a fucking point for that. Eleven points, baby. Above You're welcome, average. Alamo Draft House. DM us and send us some money. I gave it. I gave the point. Just so you know. I didn't hear it. The sound was off. Oh, damn it! All right. I'll believe you then. Um, Clay, thank you again for joining us. Oh, gosh. Um, thank you for having we me. We hope this was uh, a little break in, 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 you know, reviewing tenders from movies. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's all the same thing. It is. It is a little break. Um, and gosh, hold on. No, I, f- I keep think, feel like I'm going to sneeze. But uh, if you guys ever want to have, have, have me, I don't want to invite myself back, but have me come and oversee uh, a chicken tender draft of some kind. Oh, that would be fun. That would be fun. Uh, let me know, and I'm happy to uh, to yeah. offer my my hosting services. Yeah, we could do that. A draft of places we've been to. Yeah, the all 124 or whatever episode this That's is. A lot of options. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, we'll break be, it down by fun bonus episode. Theaters and fast food. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fast would... casual. Do you ever go to like a fancy restaurant and get tenders? We have, we have. Yeah, of course. Been to Delilah. Yeah. We've been go to, to places where you know you have to order off the kids menu because that's like what they have. <laughs> yep. Into plenty of different types of genres of restaurants, but that would be cool. Like because we would have to agree on if we do it the way you guys do it on screen gra- drafts, seven restaurants we can pick, but we have to agree on them, and then we can veto each other's. Oh, okay. So that's like the whole 
the whole point of his show. So it would be the same process. I think that would be that would be pretty contentious and, and interesting to do. Yeah, I'm just going to... I think we have different tastes and tenors, but we also agree on, you know, we know who the best is. And just going to vote for McDonald's, buttermilk, crispy buttermilk, Ooh. one, 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 all of them. All of them. Uh, okay, well, thank you again, Clay. Uh, you want to plug Absolutely. your Instagram or anything like that, one or your Twitters? Uh, yeah, I mean, on social, I'm just at Clay Keller everywhere. The show is at Screen Drafts. Uh, and uh, gosh, yeah, we've got 60-some episodes, and we've got... And we've had so many uh, great guests. We've had uh, people like uh, Drew McWeenie and Amy Nicholson and Joan Ray and uh, uh, filmmaker James Ponsolt. And I'm going to forget a bunch of people. But anyway, uh, I'm sure. Name all 60 of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. We have two guests every episode. So, uh, uh, you know, if uh, if you like movies, you can pop on that iTunes, find an episode, either a topic that speaks to you or a guest uh, who you're interested in. And uh, uh, any place is a good place to start, I think. Yeah, that's that's. That's the best part of having an evergreen podcast. Yeah. People can just go back and choose the topic at any time. It's not like it's, you know, there's no date tied to these yeah. episodes. We don't talk about the coronavirus. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So I, guess, I guess we did date ourselves in this, but that'll be going on for years. So who knows? Um, and you can follow us at Tender Friends Pod on Instagram, Tender Friends on Twitter. Uh, we'll be back next week for an all new episode. Uh, in the meantime, listen to some of our old episodes. Like, share, subscribe, tell your friends, visit our Tip Tonight page. Uh, and then buy stuff from our bedroom. Tell your cousin. Tell one cousin. Just one. Your least favorite cousin. Oh, I thought you were talking to Eric. <laughs> <laughs> tell your cousin to tip no, us. Tell are, you, are you ever going to tell your cousin to listen to this show? Uh, my cousin actually does listen to this show. Yeah. What up, Brandon? Everyone's um, got a cousin that listens to Tender Friends. Exactly. Uh, okay, cool. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Later. Tender Friends.